the Jewish Divorce Project. Because marriage doesn't always work out and chicken soup doesn't always help. knows maybe you'll see me again maybe you won't Uh oh <laughs> don't get lost to the omicron <laughs> yeah. uh, but i think it's okay i don't know feeling just slow energy maybe you're run down could be you just never know these days it's like can i go out in public is that can i do that can i go out do i need to go get tested like i have no symptoms other than just low energy and um yeah. And my kids, kids with you? something. No, but they were both sick. Two out of three were sick and both tested negative. So, mm. you know, there are other things in the world. It's hard to remember that we do still have regular flu and just some of those good old other illnesses. I thought I heard that the flu wasn't going around. Oh, like, the flu's done? I don't know that <laughs> the it's flu's done. like mic drop. Like I'm out, like guys. COVID <laughs> yeah. COVID stealing my thunder. <laughs> Places there whatever guys the COVID is here <laughs> my son went on a school retreat around two weekends ago so two grades 11th and 12th grade and it's a huge school so hundreds of kids and they came back my son came back Sunday night he slept from 9 p.m to 9 p.m the next day he was sick the entire school didn't show up he's 16. I know that sounds normal for a 16 year old but he was also sick and everybody tested and there were no positives uh, for covid run down like it's just a a cold infection right the reason it, yeah I think the they flu, he had a cough yeah but someone a told cold. me that the flu wasn't going around because of the masks we were wearing those and since the this flu is spread like airborne as a virus oh okay. you live largely in california i live in florida right where they don't do masks <laughs> at all apparently we don't do masks can i just tell you it was i, I think chevy's great I really do. I think she's fantastic. Um, I loved when she came on. I hope she comes on again. I, I really enjoyed it. I think she's great. I thought it was really funny how she was so surprised that on the dating profiles, people would put things like vaccinated and whatnot. Chevy comes from a far more right wing. Does she? Okay. Active. Okay. Gotcha. So <laughs> okay. it's that, fair enough. Gig is into hate. More power. Seriously, whatever works for her. I just yeah. you know, not that you know she's pro that she's vaccinated she's pro the vaccine right, right, she wears right. a mask and she has to wear a mask she's not right. in that camp but that mindset is definitely more right. of that right wing traditional um let's just say viewpoint well as I think about it now it's a value statement on the dating you know profiles it is it's a vaccinated. value statement it's a political statement it says so much more than just is your mouth covered when you go outside unfortunately yeah yeah is there smoke rising on your let is there what, no that's on? just the beauty the brightness of the sun that's rays oh. it's rosy oh. fingers creeping in on my shoulders that's what that is that's interesting yes isn't it thank you yeah it can be poetic looks like there's i don't know what's going on. maybe i'm just seeing things maybe i'm it's hashem's aura don't you know what that looks hashem. like uh we haven't brought hashem on the podcast yet have we have you we really want to theme? you just is what if it's hers Oof. it's just hashem the name uh, blasphemy mm. <laughs> does that make you uncomfortable to talk about that 
Totally not. Okay. Hashem Does it make you uncomfortable that, that you're ta we're talking on Shabbos? No, we've talked on Shabbos before. No, we haven't. This is our first Shabbos episode. You should know that, everyone. If you're listening to this and it makes you uncomfortable that we're talking on Shabbos, you should turn this episode oh, off wow. right now. Just No, I'm just outed me. Um, are, are you sure... <laughs> Are you sure we never recorded on Shabbos? I'm pretty sure we never recorded on Shabbos. We may have recorded well, on a holiday, like Sukkot or something like that. Two sinning Jews. There it goes. We can change the name of our podcast. It's a busy Sinning weekend. Jews. It's, it's it would be very popular. <laughs> you know what? There's a lot of Torah reading today, so I think it's okay that we podcast. It's all right. We're making up for it. Is there? I don't know. That's Hanukkah? a big mug. Jeez Louise. Yeah, Shabbos Hanukkah, there's a lot of Torah reading. It's like the oh longest God. Torah reading day of the year. How very Jewy of you to notice. I'm not um, going to break it down. I'm just saying there's a lot. Um, okay, yes. Well, it's not making me uncomfortable. No. I'm glad. Yes. You know, I'll take my day for what it is. This is relaxing. This is what Hashem wants for us. Spread the gospel. Spread have, the you, good word. have you dated anyone long enough to introduce them to your kids? <laughs> as you hold that mug nice around. segue speaking of Hashem I don't do transitions well <laughs> okay um oh my god that is a very long-standing debate that I have with many people about whether what is yes the answer is yes and no mm -hmm. I had took the stance post-divorce to keep separation of church and state to keep very separate dating <laughs> life metaphors. children yes <laughs> um my kids were way younger i mean my youngest was three so three uh, six and eight or something like that yeah and i just thought and read and the things that i learned about it's just too much to introduce your kids too quickly there's too much of a risk of loss and transition so you have someone in your life you know you're dating a couple of months it looks good you bring them into your kids lives they you mean know them. do you mean yeah. proximity from the divorce or just in terms of how long the relationship has been going on along the relationship, but well both sure. certainly okay. proximity right. to the, the divorce they're still much more raw so they're not at their best okay right and right. right they're still processing so much and then sure. you're dating somebody at what point do you know for sure and then if it's not for sure it's a potential loss for your kids and they're reeling from a loss and right. that transition especially if that person has children and they get to know them and so i was really very much keep it separate and then as we got farther away from the divorce and my right. kids got older it kind right. of became a new discussion but it was a long-standing habit to keep it so separate and kind of been somewhat of a sensitive topic for the people that I date and I'm happy to go into it more but I let me hear what what you're where you stand with this uh so yeah I mean and I'm curious about your conversations with your ex about it if you guys talk about it um certainly is something for me and I bring it up because my ex I recently got introduced to her new boyfriend uh, and the reason is is because it's been significant enough for them you know as she is uh, requested you know a meet and greet um, significant enough for them in which he wants to meet the boys and she wants him to meet the boys. And so, you know, okay. Um, part of this was born out of a parenting plan that I had suggested several months ago, right? Just so we could be on the same page about any number of 
intricate things that you don't normally foresee to go over in a settlement agreement, right? When you're going through divorce, you don't necessarily say like, well, what's going to happen three years from now if one of us meets someone and we want to introduce that person to the kids? There's just so much stuff that you're thinking about at that time that you can't possibly think about all those things, right? Which is why you get a divorce coach, someone like me to help you think about it. Done with the shameless plug. But my point is to say, thank you. Um, We'll give a spot for you later. Uh, But my point is to say that like, um, a parenting plan can just help articulate those agreements between you and an ex to help keep things organized and clear and peaceful between you two so that you know what to do in any number of intricate and delicate scenarios. And so um, the, the proposal that I made was that like if any one of us, either one of us meets someone who and the relationship develops so much so to a significant point at which we'd want them to meet the kids, right, that either one of us gets introduced to that person prior to the kids being introduced to them, right? Just as a way of saying, hi, how you doing? A courtesy, that sort of thing, right? Someone who's gonna be spending time around your children should know who the father or the mother of that child is, right? And so, um, you know, that's what we had talked about and we just kind of left it there. And then a relationship of her developed to that point and she reached out saying she wanted to honor that. And so we did, Um, we met and um, it was interesting. It was very interesting. Um, oh, define interesting. What was that hard for you? Did you get jealousy? It was definitely did- weird for me at moments. No, there wasn't any jealousy or anything like that. Um, you know, it's just kind of is what it is. I mean, I, I know that I accepted long ago that tomorrow was going to be dating other people and getting into relationships with them. Yeah, it's a little awkward to think about like uh, another male figure and the presence of my children, that sort of thing. But no, no real jealousy, right? Especially when you know that the person is a good person, right? What I have to be worried about, um, you know, if uh, anything I fear for the guy, you know, having him around my kids, right? And what they might do for him. How do you know he's a good person? Because I met him and I, you know, sniffed him out a little bit. That's just kind of what happens, right? You do that, right? The purpose was not to vet or anything like that. It certainly wasn't to give my approval, right? I wasn't going to call her up and be like, he's okay to date or anything. I did say at the end, he's a mensch, right? Thanks for giving us a chance to meet, right? I do believe in having a peaceful relationship with my ex. And I do believe that like, and she was certainly, I think, feeling awkward about it going into it, right? What are you going to do? What are you guys going to talk about? What's the purpose of this? Was she there? No, she wasn't there. It was me and him. And interesting. I found a place and, you know, set a time and, um, you know, bought him a beer. (laughs) So how long have they been dating? I don't know. I don't know that detail. And has she introduced him to the kids yet? I'm pretty sure it's going to happen this weekend at some point. And how do you think your kids will do? They've, They've wanted us to date you know, what that really means, I don't know. And they'll relate to people in their own way, right? Do you think that there is a too soon? So where do you stand personally for yourself? When would you introduce your significant other to your kids? Um, I think certainly if I could see the relationship going further, going seriously further. Yeah. Without being able to predict the whole future, saying like, this is someone you know, who I would seriously want to spend much more time with, right? So there's a potential for a long, very long term, but yeah, not a commitment to that just yet. Yeah, I don't think so. Because there are a lot of things that could happen and dating and divorce life is difficult in that way. 
right? Your schedules are difficult sometimes. You know, they don't always get to match up. Um, so let me ask you a question. And then you're also dealing with their exes too, potentially, right? So like, how do you, like if one of you is going to move to a particular area, how does that work for everyone else involved? Right, so it's not necessarily an immediate process. Right, well, I guess that's farther down the line. Yeah. Maybe there would need to be a commitment to it. I also have to talk with the other person, right? I mean, this is about me, right? Like when I feel comfortable meeting, ha having them meet my kids. Well, right? yeah. Let's, when do I'll, they also feel that's comfortable? A, that's a conversation, but let's focus on what you... I'm just saying, it's a two-way street is. in that way, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. But I'm just curious where, where you stand with it. It's complicated. I, I wonder what a child gets out of the experience. And I wonder... Oh, What's the goal? Why why introduce kids to your partner soon or at I, I don't know. Because you want to spend more time together. I think that's part of it. And if you're and what's you know, the and cost? kids prevent that. Well, well, but what's also the wisdom gained, right? What is okay, so great. What is the wisdom gained for you? It's children? not like this is a revolving door or anything where there's a, a guy, a different guy coming. She's not doing that, right? She's this is a, a serious relationship for her. So it's gonna be the same guy, right? And so, you know, if it lasts several months, right, and then ends or something like that, the boys will have learned, right, that some relationships don't last forever. Yes, it's a nice positive view on it. However, children of a young age are highly susceptible and the pain that they experience causes lasting effects and consequences. I'm not gonna say damage. And a divorce for young children is already put them on a tailspin in terms of feeling safe and secure, feeling safety and security within relationships. So while they, from our adult perspective, it's, oh, wonderful, another opportunity for you to learn that life has challenges and you pick yourself up and dust yourself off and move on. But children, people think children are so resilient. They're not resilient in the way that we think that they are. They're resilient in the way that they're figuring out a way to survive. And through that process, that's when we develop a lot of our unhealthy coping skills. So they're resilient because they somehow manage, but are they managing in the best way? And I just wonder that, is it often convenience? Like you said, well, you know, kids get in the way of us spending time together and we think, oh, kid, my kids will just deal with it and get over it. And we are not giving enough. I don't think anyone's thought. suggesting that. I mean, I think we just said that. Be, I don't think anyone's suggesting that the kids are just going to get over it. Oh, I thought you said that it's just, it's about, if the goal is, I just want more time with this person is the cost. I don't think that's the only goal. I think that's one of the advantages of it is that you get more time with them right? Because now it opens that space. If normally you wouldn't be able to come over because you had the kids and you were trying to maintain that respectful distance so that the children didn't get negatively impacted for it because you weren't ready at that point to really introduce them, well, then now this opens things up and it does make it more advantageous to spend more time with one another, right? I don't know that that necessarily means the relationship goes longer or anything like that. That's however the relationship develops. I certainly hope it does, right? Right. right? In good health. But if it doesn't, right, then I think there will be a lesson that my children learn, hopefully, right, that like some relationships don't last and you can survive, right, and still learn something from it and it's been a blessing, it doesn't have to be contentious and you can move on, right, that will take education and guidance, right, to process that experience, right, because it could be in their heads that oh, mom's found someone else and maybe she's going to marry him, yeah, 
they could do that math easily. And then the fallout from that, if it doesn't work out, can be very disappointing. I I completely see that. I hear you. I I just, I also talk a lot. I get, I'm very interested in having conversations with children of divorce, people who are now adults and reflecting on their experience. And rarely have I met somebody who enjoyed or was happy that they met their parents' significance others and when they didn't last long or didn't stay in the picture, it's not a positive experience they reflect on of like, oh, that great guy my mother dated for six months and then I never saw him again. Wow, what a wonderful experience in my life. It's mostly anger, resentment, frustration, either that the guy turned or that not just the guy, but the person isn't so great or the person was great and then it's gone. Can I just say, I think you probably have the discipline of a Jedi Knight in some way. I think there are a lot of other people who are just like, you know, I, I got to do this. I got to do this, right? It's good for my life now to combine these things. And it works for my life right now because there are certain necessities that I have and need. Me and me, you're right. I don't know. I don't know if I hide behind it. Like there was a, I don't know if you ever heard of the radio host, Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So my parents were so into her. when I was I'm sure they up. were. Let me just state that in terms of <laughs> my affirming where I stand on Dr. Laura Schlesinger. I'm I have no doubt where you stand. Big fans. Right? Very big fans of Dr. Laura Mine Schlesinger. were not big fans. I can imagine. So one of the things that she always said, which just stood out to me so much, and I do not agree with this, but. nobody has ever said this is that if you get divorced you cannot get remarried that if you get divorced you need to focus on your kids and remarriage will be too traumatic for them and risk too much so kind of sucks for you but that is just the lot in life that you have well it's a very harsh perspective it's an interesting thought process i do not agree at all it's but crazy is what it, it is. It's totally it is, it is ludicrous. crazy because you miss an opportunity oh to my God. about a healthy relationship. When you don't have life after divorce at all, like yours personally stops and it's entirely about. No, she's family. not saying you don't have life. You can go and have a life, but she's saying. But that, how possibly that, traumatic could divorce be in her perspective? I mean, just to think that you would. It's not that. the divorce that's traumatic. It's remarriage is often. And she happens to be right. A remarriage for children is very, very difficult, very often. Mm. I can't say always. That's not an accurate. Why do you think that is? Children. So here's the thing. When I was, um, let me, let me, here's the thing. No. Um, when I, I remember a moment when my kids, like I said, right, were three, six and nine. And, and then not like maybe a year or something after the divorce, I was driving with my middle daughter and I guess somehow we started talking about the divorce and she started crying and she said, you know, I get that this will be good for you eventually, that this is good for you, but it will never be good for us. It will always be something we are managing. She maybe said it a little bit more like a six-year-old, but (laughs) I thought it was you know, it, it's so true where like, my experience was so hard and so challenging, but there was this hope, this opportunity for a new life and a new partner and a new relationship. And it was, oh, you know, just get through this muck and, you know, you get to the other side and it is true. Dating was fun and exciting. And I had all of this newness to my life. 
And for my children, it is just constant adjustment, constant transition. Whose house are we at? What do I need to pack? What did I forget there? What's, what's the schedule? What does mom say? What does dad say? It's navigating constantly and it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And so bringing a partner, a step-parent with most often stepchildren is just more adjustment for them. More adjustment. I mean, usually the house doesn't always grow. So it's let's fit more people into this house. You need to make accommodations. You need to now share your parent with someone else, other kids, another person. It's just not what they want. It's again, and I think kids sometimes say that, oh, we want you to date. We want you to meet somebody else. But I don't think they really realize what that entails. No, I definitely haven't thought my children really uh, understood fully the concept of what it means to date. My sons have come to me before. They haven't so much anymore. And it could be because of the messages that I've been giving them in the sense of, I don't think you really understand what it means to date, right? You keep coming at me saying, we want you to date. We want to, you know, see you happy, that sort of thing. And I'm like, you can find happiness without dating people. Okay. So let's first separate those two. But then on top of it, right, that like, I will introduce you to someone who I really want to introduce you to, right? Someone who means something to me, I will want to introduce you to them because you mean something to me, but I have to find that person first. And that takes a lot of time, right? It's not easy. You just don't order that up. You just don't always find them. They don't just fall into your lap, right? It's a process. I want them to understand this. I mean, I think that is part of kind of like the sex ed conversation, right? It's not just about sex. It just is also about the relationships that are involved and, you know, kind of what brings you to that point. Um, but that like, it, there's a patience part of it, really. And exploring and finding that person. That's actually really important to me right now. I think that's what makes it so difficult for me to date now is that I don't, I, I want the next serious relationship that I'm in to be one of real significance. I want it to go right, right? I don't want it to end in divorce again. I think the divorce rates for second marriages are higher than they are for first marriages. I couldn't quote that honestly, but no, that I do believe that that's accurate. Yeah. So I, I want this to be one that really works. And so finding the right person for that and demonstrating that to the boys from the get-go is really important for me. And it's making me move even more slowly with a lot of things questioning a lot of women that I've met and things that have gone on and wondering about them even more and trying to learn from them and add it all together, you know, wondering what it's showing me about myself. Yeah, that's beautiful. Then those are beautiful lessons for your children. And I think really important conversations. It still leaves the question at what point <laughs> Do you integrate those two parts of your life? Right, right. I think that also the larger question is, what are you looking for in that relationship? Someone mentioned to me the other day, you know, that they were looking for a best friend in their relationship. Right, like I've heard so many arguments against that idea. Like why you, you don't, you're not looking for a best friend. You don't want a best friend, right? The point is not to be up in each other's business all the time, right? That there needs to be a lot of space there that you should have best friends outside of your marriage, right? So that your marriage doesn't become like all encompassing and overwhelming for any one person. I don't think that those are mutually exclusive experiences. My best friend 
lives in Baltimore. We're not up in each other's faces all the time. She's my best friend because she accepts me. She loves me. She. But that's my point. The advantage is, of that, if you were in a marriage, is that like that would take you away from the marriage in some way, in a healthy way, right? And you'd be able to confide in your best friend in the way that you know doesn't over that gets you what you need, right? And also preserves your marriage. I don't. I'm not sure when some when I heard you say that. I don't think it means that girls grade school. My gosh, I have one best friend, and they're my bestie for life, bestie forever. It's that concept of best friend. Of yeah. doesn't mean I can't have other best friends. Yeah, but I think it's that that people who generally have two. Either it's that best friend approach, approach where it's very comfortable. We get along. We have shared values and shared hobbies, or more of that. Passion dynamic of oh gosh that raw sexual desire um, approach. I I think that that's usually the two camps that people either believe a partner should be. Interesting because like I feel like that was the sentiment that went into my relationship in the first place in my marriage. Which and one? My my first marriage. I know, but which best friend or lover? Both. I thought they were they were both there right? That's okay. the point, right? Is that like, they were both there. We had a lot of similar interests. We've seemed very into each other in that way and very comfortable with each other in that way, mm-hmm. right? Capable of being that best friend, right? And sharing all those things with one another, right? And then having the lover element to it as well, right? So like, what are we really talking about here? I mean, you know, it, there's also this argument for like there being mystery in a relationship. So how do you maintain that if you're also best friends with someone? It's a great question. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's the it's the eternal question of how to balance those two experiences because they're often can don't really coexist very well. The more we get to know somebody, the more int- true intimacy we have, the safer it gets, the more comfortable it is. That passion is excitement, the unknown. It's what's going to happen, what's going to be, is it going to happen, right? All of that excitement doesn't usually coexist long-term with that trust and safety that's that more of that best friend feeling yeah and that's why marriages and relationships struggle it's hard to maintain both of those i mean esther perel is all over this this is what she's all about yeah and she's got that whole new game to help kind of stimulate conversation maybe we should play that i have that game my boyfriend got it for me um (laughs) wait you have a boyfriend right now this is a past well well, the past one Yes, we played it once. I think. Uh, yeah, it's a cool game. We can we can play it on here if you want. You want to whip out a question right now? I I think he still has it. I don't oh, know if I okay. have it. Um, I have to ask him. That'll yeah. be fun. We'll do that. We can we can get it for next time. We can bring on past lovers too. We can. The past lovers Esther Perel episode. We can bring him on. <laughs> I think I asked. Did I ask him? Or I discussed it with somebody else. He listens. He's going to listen to this for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But b- back to the original conversation, we struggled very, with that, um, introducing him to my kids or not. Mm. And that was hard for him. He really wanted an integrated life. He wanted to be part of my life daily. He, you know, that makes somebody feel important. And I was so hesitant, not because of who he is, he's wonderful, but because 
it just it was like, oh my gosh, it's too soon. Like, I, and I don't, I, it was hard for me to differentiate. Is this really where I stand and what I believe? Or is it, I'm, this is how I've been, this is what I've been doing for the last eight years. So this is just what I'm used to. And my kids are older now. And that means that they're different. They're able to have conversations. It's so different, a five-year-old versus an 11-year-old. Yeah. Um, we had a, okay, this is an interesting story. Er, early on to our dating, and remember, I keep it so separate, the two parts. Okay, we, I think we were dating for two months at that point. And I took my girls shopping for camp stuff at Target and he was randomly there. And I was so taken aback. I was not expecting him sure. to be there. And- You shop at Target too? <laughs> no, we didn't talk. Like I, oh. Oh. and I oh. thought it was so- You just saw him in the underwear aisle. We kept passing each other in the aisle. I thought it was- fun like i thought it was this secret and and woof there's nodding yes, at each other winking each other in the aisle uh, and and he, i like tube socks exactly he was very insulted he was very hurt by it he thought oh, yeah. that oh, i was yeah. you know i was he was an embarrassment or i yeah. was like someone to hide i was i was surprised like I thought, oh, like that was so fun, right? Like this <laughs> thing. And then he was, that was not his experience yeah. at all. Uh, but I'm like, what should I have done? Like, I just, he, he had thought, well, introduce me as a friend or someone I know. But then I thought, well, you know, I was like in the future, like, what if I do introduce him to the kids in a few months? And then what was that at Target? And I was also really taken aback and, and wasn't really thinking. I was just surprised. Um, What's your opinion about it? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, you were with your kids the whole time. Enough. Yeah. I you mean, couldn't, like break away for a moment just to say, hi, how you doing? I mean, we were texting each other. It wasn't like we were entirely ignoring each other. We were texting that it was funny or I hi, think... oh, my, oh my gosh, I'll meet you in this eye. I don't even remember, but we, we, we communicated. Not all communication is with words. We were certainly. Like I communicating through eye contact sure. and through sure. texting. So sure. I was not ignoring him, like pretending. Were you dating exist. at the time? Was he what? Were you dating at the time? We were dating, but it was early. It was within the first two months. So you, how many dates had you been out on? Oh, it's not, it wasn't that kind of dating because I don't have a normal life. I... Were you making out already? <laughs> were we physical? Yes, we were yeah. physical. Yes. What would have stopped you from running over, sneaking over and giving him a kiss? I don't think that was the part that bothered him. First of all, I'm my not daughter, saying it was. I'm just asking. Oh, nothing, nothing except that my kids could have seen it. I wouldn't have been. Okay. My my youngest was with me. But okay, so it was impossible to really go and see him. Is what you're it, it wasn't that I. It was that I didn't introduce him to. He felt ignored. He felt insignificant. He felt that I was okay. hiding him. Okay. All right. From the children. Yeah. It wasn't that he had this burning desire to touch me it. and couldn't. Yeah. I mean, you're not that, that far into it. You really don't know that one another that well right it's just a coincidence so, where you are yeah say it again because he's going to be listening to this so just... it's a ter- it's a terrible coincidence it's unfortunate <laughs> right you run into each other at the same target yeah i get well, it i think in, in in his defense i think it wasn't that just that incident it was the whole he, oh he, he's not jewish well it's only two months in but it's he's not jewish there was already this backdrop of how difficult the integration would be and so it was just like 
oh, this is how it's going to be. You know, it kind of re reaffirmed his fear, which is that he was going to be embarrassed of my that. life. So yeah. it was unfortunate okay. because. So how long after did you break it off? What? How long, how long after? after? You, yeah. Did you break it off? Um, he's still very much in my life. Right. Um, but stop I, dating. I guess we stopped dating sometime after like a month or so ago. Um, you know, it's not like there was a date and then no more contact. We we care about each other so much and um, we will always be in each other's lives. Yeah. But yeah. It's so just, there, there was no, it just kind of faded? Is that no, it didn't fade. There was a clear- did you ghost each other? Rather no, than like- We did not ghost each other at all. It is a lot of communication, a lot of conversation about it. It just was a clear, well, okay, if there's no future or if this isn't going to be the future that either of us wants, then let's move on. Let's not drag this out longer or let's look for what is aligned with what we are looking for. Yeah. yeah. Not easy. Glad but... to be of service to each other. Well, I would, I would always say that joke. I like wrote him like, best of luck. Good luck on your endeavors. Dear sir, thank you for Dear your God. service. <laughs> um, but it was not like that. And, and it's, it's been an interesting experience to, to love somebody and care about them and think the world of them and say, okay, maybe this isn't aligned in the way that it needs to be aligned. And also to work really hard to keep each other in our lives. Yeah, it's still new that process, so that will be interesting. Um, it's hard also developing feelings for someone, you know, and then knowing that the relationship, you know, doesn't go someplace, right? That's why dating you have to be so careful with that. He tried so hard to leave in the beginning. <laughs> right. He really, he's he he knew that this was going to be a struggle and a challenge. He really understood. Oh. Remember when I said that how this podcast ruined my life? That was this relationship. <laughs> so he, we spent a couple months in the beginning yeah. of the summer together and then we were apart for August and he started listening to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, he actually just sent me a screenshot. I guess Spotify at the end of the year tells you your most listened. <laughs> Someone did that for me too. And it was this one. Oh, really? Yeah. So the Jewish Divorce Project was prominently displayed and he got, he started to get a sense of, how much I prioritize my children and how prevalent Judaism is in our lives. And it just kind of clarified even more to him of how are we going to make this work? And, you know, kind of started planting that seed that we had a lot of conversations about afterwards, but a lot of it came from listening to this podcast. I want to thank Lori Clark for being one of our top listeners. Oh, as well. Okay. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, so my life a couple of weeks ago too. I mean, not so much, but uh, this podcast. Yeah, I mean, it was my fault. I we had we're closing out the episodes, and we were just, you know, flippantly talking about who we're seeing or if we're seeing anyone dating and whatnot. And I said, not really. And it was the episode right after my birthday, and it had been a a very just weird birthday date. Um, the whole day and ended in a lot of drama. Um, that was unintentional and, um. Uh, surprising, just kind of random and whatnot. Um, no fault on either person, no blame or anything like that. Um, uh, just so random. 
uh, and, uh, you know, just said the wrong thing at the end of the episode, right? Um, it's more of, you know, what I'm in is much more of a, you know, a, an ethically non-monogamous relationship sort of thing. Um, you know, listen, so it is hard. I, I tried to explain that to him also. Yeah. When you, when where I'm honest and I think you're honest, but there, you know, there's certain things that you don't like necessarily broadcast to the world. And yet the people in your private life are all Well, but she heard listening. that and she was like, yeah. Yeah, she's like, what are you talking about? Right. So <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, we need to clarify that stuff and all that. And, and especially at that time, given every, all the drama that happened on my birthday, I was like, no, nah, I don't really want to be in a, a relationship or seeing anyone at this moment. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah it's tough. I mean, you share these things and people listen. That's kind of good. And that's good. People should listen. We want people to listen. You know, we also have to live an honest life. That's important too. Right. That is very true. Yeah. It is sometimes it's hard to integrate, you know, all those things. Well, what you're saying publicly and what is going to live on in perpetuity forever, you know, say like trying to meter a little bit of common sense in that. And yet the people in your life or listening and there's the details and the specific. How much do they deserve to know as well? Right. I mean, you don't have to share absolutely everything just because you're sharing some things, right? You can share as much as you want. No, let's get, let's get back to what we were. Let's do that. What were we talking about? About about the kids, introducing the kids. (laughs) I I just think it's an, it's an important conversation. Maybe we, maybe we ran it. Well, so maybe that's what the standard is. If you feel like the relationship you're in is heading towards best friend status. Right. And maybe that is something, you know, if it is best friend status, then perhaps it can even survive a breakup, which is a real beautiful thing. Then then you could say to your kids that like, okay, not every relationship develops into a marriage, but that doesn't mean you lose the people in your life and you can still maintain strong ties to them. Right. I think such a big factor is the age of your kids. And I think that if you have young kids, it, it's a very important question to ask why are you introducing your children to this person? Is it convenience? And if it's convenience, what are the risks and the costs for your children? And I think why I mentioned Dr. Laura Schlesinger is not because I agree, but because I do agree a little bit with some, with the sentiment behind it of, you know, we do have to do some repair work when we get divorced. We get divorced and Ultimately, it is in our children's best interest because we want to be happy and we can be our best selves when we're happy, which make us better parents. But we owe them a little bit more. (laughs) We owe them more conscientiousness to really be thinking through the things that we do to make sure that it won't affect them. I do think that's what is happening, though, that I, I think my ex would articulate to the boys that like this is someone who is important to her and that she hasn't articulated. She has already articulated to her boyfriend that, you know, the boys are very important to her as well, that this isn't just about convenience. This is about like these are important people in my life that I want to bring together. There's a certain significance to that. I support okay. that. And that. is it time? Just because you have good intentions doesn't mean it won't have fallout. Why are you rushing it? Why can't you have significance with your boys and significance with your partner? Why do yeah, they have to be true. integrated at, at this point? That's a fair I just, point. Okay. Yeah. It's something I've, I've really, I, I strongly believe in, and I'm not sure. I, because there's so no you science. You haven't introduced your kids to anyone is what you're saying. 
Well, I have indirectly. So I've had two significant relationships. One met, you know, eventually sometimes it just happens. Like, you know, my, my son met, met Matt, my first boyfriend. And, and how do you meet him? What do you mean? It just happens. Was Matt dropping off milk in the morning? That sort of thing. It's actually a funny story. No. Um, See him at the my, kosher butcher. My son is very funny. And at one point decided he wanted to do some street performing. This is probably four years ago. So he's probably 11 or 12. And he happens to be very personable and funny. And he does magic. So we delayed for a bit. And then one day I'm like, Kai, let's go. I took a folding table and there's this outdoor pedestrian type mall. And I, in my head was like, oh my no God. Permit or anything. Yeah. I don't know if you needed a permit, but I just thought, oh, this is going to be so mortifying, but what a great learning experience. And let's right. just go do this. Right. And I'm going to stand there like a doting. Mother. He was amazing. He, yeah. I think he earned 50 bucks in the first and half wow. an hour. That's he, wonderful. Yeah. He's, he, he's just very funny and he engaged the crowd. He was great. So we did it a couple of times and it is that area is very close to where Matt lives. So I said, why don't you come by <laughs> and, you know, we'll just pretend like you were just walking by and then we will be like, oh my God, what are you doing here? Oh my God, what are you doing here? And then you'll just hang out with us. And the, but the plan failed because right. as my son was, Matt came, but right at the moment when my son was doing his magic. So he was totally engaged with the crowd and like, you didn't really see that fake reunion Matt and I did. And then all of a sudden he was done, my son, and he turned around and Matt and I were sitting on the bench and he kind of like does a double take. And he's like, what, how do you guys know each other? Oh, forget it. I don't want to know. <laughs> so <laughs> that was how he met Matt. And then they met another time Matt had a kayak and my son and my brother went kayaking. So it kind of became just happened, but it wasn't this official we'll come over for dinner, meet my right, kids, this is someone my boyfriend. Yeah, I right. mean, my, my son very much knew, you know, that he was someone in my life. Can you think yeah. about it? It's a big responsibility to be in that way. Not even bonus parenting, right? That's not what we're talking about, right? This is boyfriend. And so even that, it's like a sensitive place to be, right? For the boyfriend or the son? I would say both, right? Particularly for the boyfriend wanting to carry themselves in the right way right? Needing to know that, needing to learn that. And for the kids also needing to learn this new person. That's why it's so delicate is what you're talking about. Yes. Very delicate. Yeah. It's not an easy decision. And it certainly brought up many conversations with my partners about it. And what about your ex? Does he introduce them to women he's dated? Oh yeah. Right from the start. And I think that that's probably my reaction is a counterbalance to his approach. Mm. He was dating before we were divorced and, right. and I was very taken aback by it and thought it was really not a good idea. And I think I took like, okay, I'll just balance that out with. Wait, how does that, was he dating approach. within the Orthodox community? He was. Before you were divorced? Yes. How does that happen? Is there like a special app for that? Um, it was someone he knew in the community. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was not an wow. easy time for all of us. Let's oh just my say. gosh. <laughs> yeah. It was hard. And I thought that it was 
well, like I said, I just thought it was doing a lot of damage. And so I wow. thought I'll do the opposite. I'm going to really separate this very much. And so maybe that's an interesting thought, just juxtaposition again, is, is this 100% what I believe in, or is this also residual? I'm going to take the counter approach. Yeah. Either way, there is a lot of evidence, a lot of stuff written out there about this kind of stuff. And it's just proceed with caution is definitely, this isn't an easy subject. There's a lot of specifics. There's emotions that you know, are, are heavy emotions involved here. And just think things through, have a lot of conversations and we can never predict. We don't know with certainty anything. But this is a sensitive area that I think people should pay more attention to than they do. And you may not believe it, but I hear a lot that kids, people throw that line, kids are resilient, kids are resilient. And I think they're misunderstanding resiliency. Mm. So. Interesting. That's good food for thought. I'll take yeah. it with me. Yeah. <laughs> Friends, you can reach out to us at uh, the Jewish Divorce Project at gmail.com or find us on the web at www.thejewishdivorceproject.com. Or on social media. We are on Instagram, the Jewish Divorce Project. That's, are we on Facebook? We're on Facebook too, yeah. We're on Facebook, yeah. Believe that. <laughs> and reach out with any questions, comments, any topics you'd like us to address, any people you'd like us to interview. Ooh, yeah. We're looking for fun guests to talk yeah. to. All right. Happy Have a Hanukkah. Day. Happy Hanukkah. Right. Last day of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Again, we haven't talked about how the holiday could be significant towards your divorce. What is the light that you could bring towards your divorce for your children? There's also that conversation about presence over presence. Ooh. Well, if I can just answer that really quickly. The mm -hmm. light that you can bring to your children is the conscientiousness, is taking it just kind of that proceed with caution approach of really weighing pros and cons and understanding your intentions behind your behavior, I think is a great light you can bring to your children. I also think there's some beauty and, you know, knowing that Hanukkah is a eight day holiday that you can divide it up with an X and that it doesn't have to be a source of contention that each day has its own value. And, you know, you just came from Thanksgiving and I didn't get to spend that with my kids. So that was rough. Um, I spent it with friends and uh, didn't see family at all. Um, you know, and like a lot gets built up on one day, right? Like I miss Thanksgiving with my kids. So it feels like all is lost in some way. But if you do Hanukkah, right? And you split the custody, you each get your own time with them. You know, in some ways, each day is iterative, right? It's the same thing over and over and over again. And you just get this lesson that like one day doesn't necessarily matter right? You figure out what's special on each individual day and you celebrate that with them. And that helps kind of lessen the weight of one particular day and allows you to spend the rest of them in joy, I think. That's beautiful. Thank you. Nice note to end on. Yeah. Should we do that sign off again? Which I don't one? want to have to re-edit it. Oh, with the Abhidat, what was, what was with the one the the edit the ending the ending the conclusion the follow us on facebook and instagram oh, at the jewish okay. divorce project there i just did it follow us on instagram and facebook at the jewish divorce project <laughs> or email us at the jewish divorce project 
at gmail.com. We're going to get better at this at some point. Hire a producer or something. Whatever. Just Google us. Find us. <laughs> we love you. All right. Happy Hanukkah. Mm-hmm.